Sal Ritas won the $1,380 today. We'll be getting in touch with Sal. Big slick here for Doug. 525 is the total bill. Right, make it 2500. That's Doug makes it 2.5. Adam. We are playing 25, 50, 100, 200 at the Lodge. Action folds round two. Doug Polk in the first straddle. He has Ace King playing effectively $13,000 deep against Adam. Doug has the Ace King in the scenario and he opts to limp. You may be surprised to see a limp in this scenario because you may think that you should always raise your Ace King. But it turns out good strong GTO poker definitely is going to be limping with some of the best hands looking to limp and then raise if the later position player in this scenario, the second straddle, opts to put in the raise. By limping and then re-raising with some of your best hands, it allows you to limp with a far wider range than you would be able to if you only raised with your best hands, because then your limping range would be quite marginal, right? So you always want to make sure when you are going to have a limping strategy that you protect it by limping with some of your best hands that can easily limp and then re-raise. So Doug does limp the ace king. Adam makes the very easy raise with the ace and offsuit, and then Doug re-raises huge as you should do when you are out of position. So Doug limped, Adam made it 325, and then Doug makes it 2,500. I like this. I think this is a great spot to put in a lot of aggression, put in a lot of pressure. If your opponent folds, fine, whatever. If they call, you're probably in pretty good shape. I like Doug's play here. Back over to Adam. It's an annoying spot for sure. Ace-10 is one of these hands that's going to be very dominated by the best hands in Doug's range, but, but... Doug's probably re-raising with some pretty junky hands too. Whenever you are taking any action, you usually want to make sure you have some really good hands and some weaker hands, right? And Doug certainly is the type of player who will mix in logical bluffs. So I certainly don't fault Adam from calling and going to the flop. No time makes the call. Ooh, 5K in the middle here. <laughs> Both players have whiffed. Two spades though. Ace King's still good. 1400. Adam going nowhere. The flop comes. Queen 3 2, two spades. Doug has the ace king high for nothing. Adam has the ace of clubs and the ten of spades for a bad backdoor flush draw. This is a rough spot for both players, really. I think Doug probably wants to bet frequently and small in this scenario, given Adam's stack is starting to get relatively shallow in relation to the pot. Remember, Adam only started with something like 65 ish effective big blinds accounting for the straddle, right? So this is a situation where I think Doug just wants to bet frequently and small with most of his range because Doug has aces, kings, queens, ace, queen, right? He has lots of really good hands in this scenario and Adam's probably lacking some of those. It is worth noting, um, seems like Adam's been uh, having a bit of a party at the table, so he may be a little bit out of it. You never know. Or maybe super sharp. It's tough to say. Anyway, Doug goes for the small bet and I think Adam just has to call in position, getting amazing odds. I mean, you have to realize we're putting in 1,400 to try to win a pot that will go to 7,900. You don't need to realize all that much equity. So when you're in position with any sort of backdoor draw, getting amazing odds, it's tough to go wrong by calling with anything that has 
any equity whatsoever. So Adam does call, and we head on to the turn. Ooh, another spade. So now Adam has a few more out. The turn brings the four of spades, which is pretty awful for Doug. In this scenario now, I have to presume he's just going to check and then fold. Adam has a little bit more than a pot size bet left, so it's a little bit dicey to bet the turn and then jam the river when Adam could just have a queen or could just have a flush or may just decide to hero call down with a hand like pocket tens. So I think Doug just has to check fold at this point. The spade is particularly bad for him. So uh, whatever, check and then fold. But he does not get the chance to check and then fold because this time Adam just checks it behind. Now the question becomes, should Adam try to run a bluff on the turn? I think he probably should bet small on the turn and then jam the river. This is a spot where Adam's certainly going to have lots of flushes in his range. And if he does have a hand like a queen, he probably doesn't mind just putting some money in the pot. Also, if he has a hand even like pocket tens, probably okay to put in a small bet as long as you don't expect to get check raised all that often. And what that's going to do is that's going to force Doug to fold out all of his unpaired hands, like ace king of hearts that actually has some equity or ace of diamonds king of hearts like he has here. So I think in this scenario, I like a bet of something like 2,000 with the idea that you're going to be jamming on a lot of rivers. And kind of like on the flop, Adam had to call really, really wide against the small flop bet. Doug kind of has to call really wide on the turn, except for he's going to realize his equity very poorly with hands like his ace-king, no spade, because on the river, Doug's going to check. Then Adam has a reasonable bluff for a little bit less than the size of the pot. So I think Adam probably just wants to turn this hand into a bluff because if he does bet and get shoved, he can just fold, right? He's going to be in pretty bad shape with this hand if he does get check shoved all in um, against hands like a queen or hands like the ace of spades and something or hands like weak flushes, right? So you don't really mind betting and folding against those. So I think this is a draw that's probably weak enough to go for the small turn bet with the idea that you're going to fold if you get shoved or if you do get called, you're probably going to be bluffing this hand on the river. This time it goes check, check though. Let's see how the river develops. Check, check on the turn. Both players with the wheel draw. Nobody gets there. Ace King, the best on. hand. All in. Snap all in. Doug, before Doug could, his finger could touch the table, it's all in. The river is the queen of hearts. Doug checks, and before he can tap the table to say check, Adam rips it all in for a little bit more than the size of the pot. Woo! That's aggressive. I'll be, I'll be the change. Yeah, awesome, you know. Let me, no, let me count it. Let me count it really fast. I honestly don't think it's How did you not swear to God? Swear to God. I thought I was in for like 7,000. <laughs> but the fact that I'm in for like. Well, you're in for whatever you're in for. No, what? I know. Tell, I know. tell me your story. What, what happened? No, no. There's not really a story, but I thought I was in for a lot. Oh, God. I, don't know I, was I really feel like you're full of it here. <laughs> Lean with it. Rock with it. Lean with it. Adam might fall out of his seat on this bluff. At least for my backers, just be like, at least thankful for my backers. Like, I got investors. I mean, like, I mean, like, you didn't eat that frog poison for no reason, right? Yeah, for their sake, just like, be like, that's really correct. I mean, like, need a barf bag to table 11. Under the lights. Let's listen to what Doug says. All right, let me tell you what I could have. Okay, you break it down for me. <laughs> I could have. What was the backdoor first draw? It's like a. It's gross. I have Ace of Spades, five. I have an Ace of Spades. Oh, you do? Okay. Let me break it down. Otherwise. <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. I have King of Diamonds, Queen of Clubs. I have the King of Diamonds. 
<laughs> oh no, it's the heart actually. Oh. You have ace of diamonds, king of diamonds. You, you. Okay. I said the ace of spades. <laughs> but I mean, I'm lying anyway. I had the ace of diamonds, so it doesn't really matter. So Adam is talking a lot here, way more than I would ever recommend anybody talk, especially if they're a little bit out of it. But in scenarios like this, what do you think the talking player usually has? Do you think they normally have a bluff or do you think they normally have a value hand? And does it matter what they're saying? Take a second, think about it and write what you would do in the comment section below. This is a rough one because I don't know anything about Adam. There are some players who can uh, drink a lot of drinks and be pretty sane at the poker table, and they can put sentences together very well. Now, Adam put together a lot of sentences very well at the beginning of his speech here, but after a while, he started to kind of fade, <laughs> as expected, whenever you've been at it for a while. And typically, you want to try to ask, what does my opponent think I'm going to do? If they think I'm going to call, and they don't want me to call, they're gonna do something to try to make me not call, assuming you're gonna do anything at all. Some people just sit there and let you call because they realize that if they do something whenever they want you to fold, then it becomes obvious when they want you to call, right? So this is a situation where if your opponent will try to induce you to do whatever they want you to do, typically you have to ask, what do they think I'm gonna do? If they think I'm gonna call and they don't want me to call, therefore I should call, right? And I think that's usually what you're going to find is going to happen in these cases. Now, I don't know if Adam thought Doug was going to call or fold in the scenario, but obviously he wanted him to fold. Once Doug starts thinking about it, clearly Doug has some sort of calling hand that probably beats ace-10. Therefore, Adam decides to start talking and decides to try to induce Doug to make the fold. So I think as a default read, that should lead Doug to find a call. Now, the problem here is that I'm not sure if Doug was aware of what Adam was thinking, right? Like if Doug knows that Adam thinks he's probably going to call, then it becomes a much easier situation. But if it's kind of unclear, then now I don't really know what I'm inducing my opponent to try to induce me to do, right? So I think in these spots, if, assuming you're gonna do anything in Doug's shoes, you either wanna make it like really clear you're probably gonna call or really clear you're probably gonna fold and then observe, right? Because right here, I think it was a little bit murky because it was not clear to me if Doug was going to call or fold and to be fair maybe it wasn't clear to Doug if he was going to call or fold so interesting scenario and I, I think in this spot Adam really I mean obviously he wanted to fold and therefore he thought Doug was going to call so he started do, doing the talking but it's tough to know in that time in that scenario in real time if you're in Doug's shoes what you're actually inducing so if anything try to make it more clear to you what you're inducing your opponent to do and then make your play accordingly Let's see how this one plays out. We think Doug's calling here. One for a call, two for a fold. Oh my god. I'm gonna one for a call, two for oh, a fold. Honestly, 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 I'm gonna keep this one. No matter what, I keep this. On the house. Alright, what have we got here? You you own part of the house. Can we talk to Nimi and Can we talk to Nimi and those guys? Honestly, honestly, I wanna keep this. Doug, 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 before you make this. Yeah, I see you make I keep that. Very good. Wow, I think I'm gonna have to occasionally call you here, which is pretty that's, sick, honestly. That's really sick. Gonna randomize here. Did this to the similar hand with E on the 100 stream. Ooh, man. 
Doug made the correct lay down then. Can he make the correct call now? Finally got my trap spot. I think I'm still hungry now. I'm gonna trap you eventually. I think Adam has passed out. Is he awake? Does this man have eyes? Sleeping bag. I was definitely trapped in here, that's good. Twelve plus this. This is like literally the scariest moment of my life. First Doug interviews. There's no scenario. So what you say, Kevin? How many? I, I literally cannot win here. 12, 6, 25. You call, I win. A guy he talking about frog poison, no, mushrooms. Now he's playing poker no. in the blender no, on the river with a guy who's crushed two <laughs> bottles. You call, you call, I lose. You fold, I win. There's literally, how can I win? I literally cannot win. No, 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 it's, it's not like that. No, 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 calm down, calm down. Calm down, calm down. It's not like that. No. No. Hey. No, hear me out. I'm sorry, this is a big spot, guys. I promise, it's like you have 17.6 in the middle. Ace King is good. It's a hell of a call. I'm to see what other words Adam comes up with. He's like almost exhausted. Three? I'm Tired, like man. Not that many words left in the dictionary. I'll buy in for more. 50k. Get this man 50k. We'll see what happens. No, no, no. Just say it quietly. It's really close. It's really close. You can have this anyway. Honestly, take it. Is that a cork? You always call. I think Adam did his yoga this morning. No, you should call. I should. He's in Doug's head a little bit. Doug can't really work this one out. Trying to concentrate, but how can you concentrate with all this table talk? Okay, I'm gonna fold. He folds. Doug almost made that call. Doug gives it a whole lot of thought and then finally folds. And he's immediately shown the bad news. Tough luck. I certainly don't fault Doug for folding here. He beats almost nothing except for hands exactly like this. That said, if you know your opponent's crazy, if you know they like to run big bluffs, if you know they like to talk whenever they want to induce you to do something, maybe you can find the fault the call. No one's going to fault Doug for folding the ace-king high in this scenario. But it seemed like he thought he knew it, but he did not do it because his hand was just too bad. Tough luck. Sometimes you got to go with the read and throw the math out the window. That's going to be it for today. If you enjoyed today's video, do me a favor. Click the like and subscribe buttons down below. If you have any comments, feedback, suggestions, Type those as well. I would appreciate it. Have fun. Good luck. And whenever you know your opponent has nothing, don't be afraid to call.